Welcome to the third episode of the American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants podcast. I am your host, Jaime de la Cruz, and I am so glad you're here. In this episode, I talk to my friend Vivi about the differences between living in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Although Puerto Rico is part of the U.S., there are some cultural differences. This episode is in Spanglish, and I had so much fun recording it from my car. <laughs> well, that's enough talking. Let's get to the episode. Enjoy! Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. I just got home. Oh, sí. Y yo estoy en mi carro. <laughs> I was trying not to be. Este, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I, got, I have to be at home by 6.25. <laughs> bueno, yo no iba... Lo iba a hacer en mi casa, porque estamos, el niño de Jonathan está aquí, de vacaciones. So, trajimos los niños altitude, y dice Jonathan, oh, vamos. And I was, you know, I was going to be home. I was like, oh, I have a podcast. Y después yo digo, ah, no, pero I can just go from my car. So, here I am, doing the podcast from my car. <laughs> that's fun, that's fun. Yes. So, how are you? I'm great. Right. Just Tuesday. Sí. We're getting there. Hectic <laughs> week, normal. Yes, yes. All right. Bueno. So let's get started talking about Puerto Rico and the difference between living there and living here. Um. So did you have any expectations? of the U.S., or did you visit the U.S. before you moved? So, first of all, when um, you sent me the, you know, what it was about, I was like, I don't want anyone to feel bad, because um, when you talk to another Puerto Rican people, um, and you compare, um, mm -hmm. where do you live now, and where do you used to live, I mean, Puerto Rico, people can get offended, porque you know, oh. people can be, like, susceptible and then I'm like but then if you said it's not just only from Puerto Rico but people from everywhere si tú yeah. miras si tú miras lo que es los Estados Unidos es, es inmigrante está compuesto de inmigrantes desde que llegaron yes. los europeos here so yeah. I'm like there's no difference we're <laughs> like everyone else so yeah. um, My family is here. I have been living here for the past 24, 25 years, más o menos. So sí. I'm used to visit United States, not only Florida, but um, other states like Virginia, Rochester, um, other places. So I'm used to go and visit um, United States family members and go on vacation to different places. Eh, so para mí era como... Eh, normal visitar los Estados Unidos. Ok. Y en cuestión de expectativas, pues mira, honestamente, antes <ríe> yo decía, jamás yo voy a vivir en Estados Unidos. <ríe> <Nunca>. <ríe> That was so weird. <ríe> yo decía, yo nunca voy a vivir en los Estados Unidos, porque imagínate, pues, obviamente, tú viviendo en un, en un lugar, tú siempre dices como, eh, yo tengo que ser patriota, yo tengo que ser, este... Como se dice, eh, fiel 
a, a donde yo vivo y todo eso. So, es como que, ajá, crecí en ese ambiente como que tú no necesitas ir para ningún lado porque aquí está todo. Son cuestiones de expectativas. Para mí era, it was the same. It was, it was going to make no difference donde yo viviera. Y obviamente a medida que tú vas creciendo este, en edad y en madurez, pues te das cuenta que tú no eres donde tú vives, tú eres donde tú creces eh, oh. y donde tú te desarrollas. Así que sí. en cuestión de expectativas era como que, ajá, ninguna, cero. <risa> oh, man. So, I want to go back to what you said about the immigration and, and the immigrants and, and comparing, because that is why I started this podcast and the reason why I'm, you know, wanting to interview people um, from different countries and different places that, that have um, come to the U.S. because the U.S. is so unique. Like, this nation is made up of immigrants. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, you're, you know, you're from Puerto Rico and, you know, my family's from the Dominican Republic. And so it's like, you know, everybody has um, a different experience, you know, mm -hmm. or like, even if I interview other people from Puerto Rico, like their experience is going to be different from yours or, you know, some, it could be the same too, but yes. So like the whole comparing thing, like I just want, you know, to get out there people's different stories because also it's not easy to leave your home country, mm -hmm. what you know, your culture, your language, your food, you know, like it's not easy to just leave all that behind and start over in a new country, learn the language, learn the customs, the culture. So that's really why I'm doing this to, you know, to get our perspective out there, our our stories out there and and like just give a glimpse of like, you know, a little bit of what people go through when they do come to this, you know, to this wonderful, amazing country that we're in now. Mm -hmm. But um, what, so what states have you visited? I know you said Virginia, you said Rochester. I remember you had mentioned Texas before too. Yes. My mom used to live in Texas because my stepdad is a vet, uh, military sergeant. So he lived in Louisiana, he lived in Texas, and also he lived a lot of years in Panama. And oh. when she went, yeah, when she moved to Texas, I went there like twice. Um, me gusta Texas, me encantan los tejanos, pero I wouldn't live there. Eh, <laughs> that's why I, I went before to California, San Francisco, California. I went to Tennessee, I went to... Um, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York. Um, oh, what else? Man, I've lived here my whole life and you've gone to more states. Than <laughs> I went to Georgia. Um, what mostly those states on the East Coast, east Carol, coast. Uh, the Carolina, yeah, Carolina del Norte, Carolina del Sur, mm -hmm. uh, all up there. And I wish I can just get a, an RV and go around the whole United States because it's it's really interesting. Um, no. What else? I think that's it from the States. No. <laughs> See, no te digo. Like, I've lived here my whole life and you've gone to more states than I have. <laughs> I got to get out. I gotta get out and travel. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. I love it. I love it. 
All right. So do you remember your first memory of the United States? Like when you first, first visited? When I, of course, Disney. Disney? <laughs> uh <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. It was basic. I mean, I lived in Rochester, but I was a baby. Of, of course, I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember anything. I lived there for like three years. Mm -hmm. um, but the first, very first memory that I have from United States, honestly, is Disney. Because it was for wow. my uh, graduation um, gift. We, okay. the whole family, just went to Disney and for like two weeks. But my family actually lived here already. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I... I was, it was, no, it wasn't the first time that I visited here, but not Disney. So, yeah, that was my very first memory. Este, ¿cómo se llama? Universal Studio. I, we went to all the parks. Nice. What a great first memory. What? <laughs> I have a whole album, photo album. Oh, that's so cute. You got to show yeah. me. I know. It was fun. <laughs> Um, so what made you decide to finally move to the United States? Because you mentioned like, oh, I always thought I wasn't going to live here, but you know, you're, you're here. So what made you decide to, to move? That's an interesting question because I moved here when I turned 29 and I mean, I had a work there in Puerto Rico. I was doing basically normally average good. Um, but at the same time, I felt like stuck. all the time. Y como que I wanted like a change. No 360, I wanted 180. Because if you do a, a 360, you're going to get back to the same place that you are. So yep. I wanted to do a whole change. Okay. Why Florida? Honestly, this is a fun story. Um, when typically after my 23rd birthday, my grandmother was living here. My grandpa um, passed away being here in Florida. So I, I was used to come over here like every summer and stuff like that <clears throat> or every Christmas. So I saw that my grandma was assistant to this primary care doctor and that I'm not going to mention the name, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but um I took her to a doctor's visit and I'm like oh this is a nice clinic and then I saw like different um different um things that they offered to the patients they were really nice um to the patients it was like basically close to her house I'm like hmm this is so nice so esa misma noche yo dije no le conté a nadie y um Decidí verificar la, la like, employment positions that they have at the clinic y vi que tenían okay. una posición disponible y yo apliqué. Y dije, ay, a mí no me vas a llamar. <laughs> And they hey. called me the day. <laughs> oh, wow. Pero I was here on vacation. I didn't have any en, ropa ni zapatos for an interview. I was here on vacation. So I had to get um, clothing from my aunt y usar zapatos de ella borrow like everything maquillaje este prenda like everything because they call me for an interview next day wow. I mean, they call me i'm sorry they call me next day but the it was like i applied monday they call me tuesday and the interview was thursday entonces cuando yo digo en mi casa bueno yo necesito que alguien me lleve a este lugar porque yo tengo una entrevista de trabajo y yo no la había dicho a nadie 
<risa> pues fui a la entrevista, me dieron un examen equivocado, que lo pasé, me dijeron, eh, pasaste el examen, pero esto no era para esta posición, y yo esto. Oh, oh my God. Y me dijeron, pues que, como que al momento me dijeron que sí que me iba a, con a contratar, y esto fue en, a finales de julio del 2016. Este, yo le fui a ella bien honesta y yo le dije, mira, yo no vivo aquí. Yo en realidad apliqué porque pensé que no me iban a llamar. Este, <ríe> y ella me dijo, bueno, pues tan pronto tú te mudes. Y yo, ok, tan pronto tú te mudes, tú me vas a llamar y me vas a decir que te mudaste ya. Y no tienes que volver a aplicar. Y yo, oh, o sea, tengo trabajo. Wow. Y eso fue, como te digo, eso fue a finales de julio del 2016. Yo regresé a Puerto Rico, hice todos los arreglos y ya yo llegué acá en, el 29 de agosto del 2016. ¡Wow, baby! ¡Wow! Yo, and I gave my two weeks in my other job. I was responsible too. <laughs> please, please make no, no, that I am responsible. Yes, baby, yes, you are. You are, you are one of the most responsible people I know. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I was like, I'm really gonna do this, but yeah, I just, I just didn't did have, I didn't have anything that attached me there besides my family. So mm. it was, it was hard, but it wasn't that hard, like having a marriage or a house or a Same. business, something that you're attached to. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I didn't, I had my school, I was studying by that time, pero yo tenía la posibilidad de terminar acá online, so that's what I did. I finished my, my bachelor's online. It was the first yeah. year. So it wasn't mm -hmm. that hard because of, you know, physical attachment, only like sí. emotional attachment, and I'm like, bueno, nosotros no estamos aquí para piedras, todo el mundo tiene que evolucionar en la vida, y si esta es mi oportunidad, si no, pues me regreso. Y todavía no me sí. he regresado. No, I mean, you moved and look, um, you haven't gone back, so it was meant to be. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's cool. That's a really nice story. That's a really interesting how that <laughs> happened. Look at God. It was. So when, so yeah, so when you like finally moved, how were you feeling? Like you were just excited or? Um, I was excited. I was, I was nervous. Because mm. I knew that Florida has like many Latin Spanish speaker people, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's everything, you know. I knew English since before, but it's not my my you know my primary language. Yeah. So I have to start like fresh, like learning, reading a lot to mm -hmm. you know try to learn every day more. Este, at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to start a new job there. I don't even know what I'm going to do. And then eh, in terms of the feeling that I was at the beginning, mira, this is something that I told a friend like six months ago because she moved from Puerto Rico to California. And she's mm -hmm. like, what is homesick? Y yo honestamente, mm. only the people that move like that can know what is a homesick feeling. In yeah. the beginning, yo te puedo decir que los primeros tres meses, I felt that I was on vacation. And then, mm. I'm like, okay, so now we start, it, it's time to go back. Pero <laughs> al mismo tiempo, it's like, no, you live here. You can go anywhere. Like, because yeah. nothing happened. It's just because you miss 
everything that you lived for 29 years. I was used to that. That was my life. So now I'm like, no, I'm not on vacation. I'm here. Like, this is your life right now. Y es una sensación really weird. Like, it's like you're on vacation y te quieres regresar, but you can't. <laughs> Como at the same, it, it's like cuando estás eh, secuestrado. Digo, nunca me han secuestrado, pero como que te quieres ir, pero no puedes. It's something like that. Just compared to being kidnapped. Oh, man. Please, people know that she has not been kidnapped. Never, never. But at the same time, I mean, it goes away after like six, seven months. But sí. it's a weird, weird feeling, yeah. I was really sad because I left there my nephew that I was raising. Oh, and yeah, it, that was the harder part um, about moving. But um, he's good with um, his dad right now and all that stuff. But it was really hard for me. I think that was the worst part ever. Um, Just- I still miss him. Like, I can, he can be here um, the whole, she come and visit me for the summer and Christmas like all the time and it's still hard every time that he has to leave it's still hard yeah but um, after the homesick feeling goes away and you realize that this is your new life then you start to you know realize that the, once again this is your life yeah you yeah. can change it unless that you want to go back and if you're decided to make a change you're not going back Yeah, I mean, they say that the first year, like when you move, the first mm-hmm. year is the hardest. The first yo, year. Yo me mudé en, en eh, agosto y yo viajaba a Puerto Rico every two months just for a weekend, Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many, how expensive was it, I travel like at least every two months. Y así yo estuve como, sí, como tú dices, like for a year. Y mm-hmm. cada vez que yo tenía que regresarme, yo era que sentía que me iba a morir. Pero después, poco a poco, pues uno internaliza porque ahora esta es una, una nueva etapa, que no hay nada malo pasándote, porque no era que me estaba pasando nada malo, era solamente porque yo los extrañaba. Pero poco a poco, pues, eso va mejorando. Yeah. So, what would you say was your first culture shock? Yo sé que tú había visitado los Estados Unidos antes, um, So this can be like when you visited or when you lived here, like your first culture shock. Como tú sabes que la cultura de aquí es bien diferente mm-hmm. de Puerto Rico. So ¿cuál fue tu primer choque cultu- cultural? Okay, so I have another story time for that. I'm a TikTok fan, so I'm a story storyteller. <laughs> so it was a work at the new work of the new job. And mm-hmm. part of my job was to call the patients to do some surveys. So once again, English wasn't and still not my first language. Mm-hmm. So even when I was, um, it was on the phone, I wasn't seeing the patient like physically in front of me. I have to call them and make this survey. So this patient, he, I was trying to make the survey with my broken English and stuff, but I was nice. I had the best customer service ever and still. And he was like, you know what? I don't understand you. And he hung up. I'm like, he's so rude. I want to cry. (laughs) He hung up on me. But the thing is, I was in the area that I was working at the moment. 
I was by myself. So no one was listening to me or knowing what what, what happened. So mm-hmm. I just went to the restroom. I breathe. I'm like, it's okay. This is new for everyone. So I called the next patient. Y así, poco a poco, fui aprendiendo. Este, y más o menos tú aprendes también de que áreas pueden ser nicer than the others. That I'm not going to mention where. Este, pero más o menos tú aprendiendo. <ríe> y si ya yo veía que de esa área me tocaba llamar, pues lo dejaba para lo último. Entonces, I totally would have cried. I totally. Yeah. Oh. It was so weird. It was so hard. It was, I think that that's the harder or the hardest um, story I ever like went through in that way. Because I honestly, I, I haven't like suffered any um, bullying from anyone in regards of language or stuff like that. Forget, I mean, no me importa. I'm going to say it regardless. Este, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said no me importa. This is a recording thing. No, este, it's okay. <laughs> este, pero I'm going to say it regardless, porque pues, si, si no me da tiempo a buscarlo en Google, pues lo voy a decir como me salga. Hasta hace yeah. poco el cartero le dije algo equivocado, y él como que me miró y yo dije, oh, I'm so sorry, that was wrong. Este, <laughs> y él solamente se echó a reír. <laughs> so it's still happening, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But este, it, happens, it happens to me too, and I mean... I, I can I technically like I grew up with like learning Spanish mm-hmm. first and then I started school um in English right so but now I would say that English is my first language because mm-hmm. yo me defiendo más en inglés but mm-hmm. still like there's still a lot of stuff in English and a lot of words that I don't know how to say I don't know how to pronounce I don't know how to read them or I don't know how to spell them it's hard so imagine Someone else whose English is not their first language, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the language is one of the major culture shock, and the other one is the HOA. We don't have that in Puerto Rico. So with an HOA, it's really hard. Oh my god. <laughs> How are you gonna be paying for your mortgage for your house and they're gonna tell you what to do? I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, That's- okay. So so now that you mentioned that, I'm sorry, but I it, what came to mind was when my parents first moved to their neighborhood, it was a you know, the brand new neighborhood, mm-hmm. they have HOA. And you mm-hmm. know for us Christmas starts in November. Mm-hmm. They but- took out your decoration. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so every but it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just my parents. The the neighbors in front are Dominican, the other neighbors are Puerto Rican. Like the whole block is Hispanic. So everyone had their Christmas decorations up in November and everybody had a letter saying no, you can't put up your Christmas stuff until December 1st and then you got to take it off at, like the beginning of January, but for us like Christmas is like November to like después de los reyes, you know? Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yes, I, I completely understand when you say that HOA is a culture shock. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And you cannot paint your house the way that you want yeah. or leave your trash cans outside visible. You have to ask for permission for everything. So honestly, that's a really hard thing because you don't have that in Puerto Rico at all. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Oh, man. 
So can you tell us some differences of how your life was in Puerto Rico compared to your life here? So mainly, I like to hustle, like a lot. <laughs> I can okay. do different things. But here, I feel that I can prepare um, for, like, let's say a business or if you, whatever you wanted to do, you can make it official. In Puerto mm -hmm. Rico, the, the government process is really hard if you wanted to do something like that. And it gets you, like, stuck. And mainly because the government taxes um, and the the things that they put, I, I feel that they put a lot of, like, levels so that people can be successful. And to me, right, this is my experience for the mm -hmm. people who are going to listen to this. Don't get offended. But um, my experience is that the Puerto Rican government give more benefits to the people that doesn't work mm -hmm. than the working people. Okay. Meaning they have like a lot of benefits. I know that I feel that the benefit, the, the government benefits should be for people that cannot work or disabled people, um, to viejitos, you know, that they, they are not able to work or anything mm -hmm. like that. But you see a lot of young people getting benefits in Puerto Rico and they don't even do anything and mm -hmm. they can work. They have like everything to work and they just don't do it. Yeah. Y una de las, de la, te podría decir de las diferencias más notables es de las ayudas que le dan a las personas, a la comunidad que trabaja, a las personas que trabajan en comparación a las que no trabajan. Este, aquí, por ejemplo, yo puedo tener la capacidad de, si yo quiero tener un, un negocio, yo puedo hacerlo arreglo online, hello, gracias, en Puerto Rico eso no existe, este, y sacar mis permisos y empezar mi negocio, you know, start fresh. En Puerto Rico tú tienes que, este, te piden, mira, hasta para sacar la licencia, te piden eh, dos fotos, que un abogado te filme, que un doctor te filme, la firma de un unicornio, este, que baje el Señor Jesús y filme el papel. Es una cosa y que, y que pierda un día de trabajo en, el, en lo que le Aquí es el DMV. El que, otro, ajá. Pero es como que, why? Why the process has to be like that? Y todo es como que una. Eh, eh, burocrático. Es como para que las personas pasen más trabajo. Este. Oh. Y algo que en general se puede ver en las noticias, yo no estoy diciendo cosas incorrectas, este, lo puedes ver en las noticias, si pones el canal 4 de Puerto Rico, you can see this like all the time. Este, y la diferencia tan marcada de una persona que se esfuerza tanto, tanto trabajando, los beneficios que obtiene en comparación con, once again, con las personas que en realidad pues no trabajan porque no les da la gana. Eh, ¿Verdad? Cada cual tiene sus historias, tienen sus razones, pero sí. cuando tú ves el fondo, hello, tú puedes trabajar. Sí. I used to work in a cell phone place in Provico. I live in Bayamón. Let's say that I live in Bayamón and I was working in Vega Baja. It's like saying that I live in Kissimmee and I work, I mean, technically, that I work in Altamont. Oh, Para wow. un ejemplo about the distance. So I work in a phone, uh, cell phone uh, store there. And I, I, I had a lot of people visiting, young people. They, cuando tú aplicas to food stamps, mm -hmm. um, they have to fill out that they already look for jobs, for work. Yes. Este, 
And they just, uh, they used to go to the store and the manager signed the document like, oh, I asked for a job and you said no, so you can sign here so they can get the benefits. Cuando ellos me hacían eso, que iban, yo le digo, me dice, ¿me puede firmar el papel de la food stamp? Y yo le digo, pero estás aplicando. Are you applying for the job? Did you have any resume? And they're like, no, I just need you to sign here. I'm like, no. well, you don't, you, you don't know if I have positions available. I can check for you, but I need um your resume or I need your application. And mm -hmm. they get so upset. I'm like, I don't care. I'm here working yeah. an hour ago from my home, so you can work too. So if you want me to fill out the paper, I need your application and your resume so I can check if we have open positions because we have different stores. And let me tell you, people get really upset. Mm -hmm. Just because they don't want to work. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this culture that they can live from the government, it's really wrong. You have True. to work for what you want. And if mm -hmm. you want to do some, if you want to become a better person, you have to work and you have to, you know, despertarte y salir a trabajar or do whatever you need to do just to, you know, become a real person. Sí, tú dijiste que tú no querías que la gente se ofendiera when you say that, pero honestly, Vivi, the same thing happens here. Hay muchísima gente que aquí en inglés le dicen milking the system, que eso mismo, like they can work, but they put, you know, they lie on their applications to be able to get the benefits. But a lot of people can work or don't need the benefits, and yet they're taking advantage, you know, and mm -hmm. like sometimes the people who really do need it don't mm -hmm. get it. Right. So yeah, lo mismo, lo mismo pasa aquí también. <coughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, would you move back to Puerto Rico? No, unless it's a family emergency. And now my, my mom is moving. Um, she actually is flying today. <laughs> oh, you're Yeah, she bought a home. They bought a home at Winter Haven. So they're moving today. They delayed the flight, but they're coming this week. Este, es, ya le entregaron la casa y todo. So now my immediate family is basically there. It's my brother, my sister, my nephew. Mm -hmm. So unless that it's an emergency with one of them that I have to, I will have to take care of them there because sickness and illness, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Honestly, okay. you never say never. But yeah. um, I, I don't see myself. Going okay. back to Puerto Rico, and I love Puerto Rico. I go, I love going on vacation. I love spend time there, but I don't see myself there, honestly. Mm. I I want to visit Puerto Rico. I, I haven't been, but I was told that since I've been to DR, I've been to Puerto Rico because it's very very similar. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Have you been to? I've never been in DR. Oh no! I love to. I'm planning to go next year. Okay. Yeah, I want to go to Puerto Rico. But I've, I've heard that it's very, very similar. Yeah, I heard that too. And the what? food, basically, and the places. I mean, it's well, I heard, yeah, I heard that the food in Puerto Rico is really good. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm really looking forward to is eating the food. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss? Uh, what is one thing that you miss about living in Puerto Rico? Besides my family, I would say La Playa. Because oh. here you have to drive like two hours to get to a playa that it's, I mean, they're okay. Yeah. But yeah. if you compare, if you see. <laughs> you can't compare to the Caribbean. Exacto, exacto. It's a huge it's different. Yeah. So yeah. I can be, I was 
um, sometimes I was like in at college and then I call my friends like let's go to la playa and whatever y pues nos vamos a las 2 de la tarde llegamos allí a las 2 y 30 3 de la tarde and you can spend the rest of the day there yeah. and you cannot do that here so yeah. I would say that not even the food because we live in Florida and the, I live in central Florida like I mentioned in Kissimmee so you are able to find like a lot of Latin and Puerto Rican places oh here. no Kissimmee is little Puerto Rico yeah and besides <laughs> my aunt and my grandma lives here so if oh, I want to eat a really good Puerto Rican food they can cook they can cook <laughs> ah, yeah. me que para tu, para donde I know <laughs> I know let's do a mofongo time I see please oh my mm -hmm. god okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you after this so we can <laughs> yes please um all right and then what is what is the thing that you like most one thing that you like most about living in the United States um the opportunity that you have to be a really successful person not um. only because I mean, you have to work regardless. And yeah. um, I believe in vision boards and stuff like that. But if you don't put action into those vision boards, you are not going anywhere. So if you wanted to do something, y te propone hacerlo, I think that you have the tools here to make it happen. Este, it's not going to be easy. Never, No one says that it's easy. But if you wanted to do it, you are able to do it. Because even, even college that is, more expensive here than in Puerto Rico but you are able to do it like mm -hmm. you can do it if you want to finish college um if, if you can do online college right now I'm studying again and I'm doing online college so I can work my full-time job I can work on my business I can take care of my grandma I can work um do my homework at night or between the day so if mm -hmm. you want something you have the tools to do whatever you want Yes, yes, that is so true. That is really, really true. Look at mm -hmm. you. Look at all the stuff that you're doing. Go, Vivi. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh, Vivi. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing this and sharing your experience and your knowledge and wisdom. And, you know, you, you made me feel so inspired right now. Like, you really can do what you want to do. Like, mm -hmm. this country has just unlimited possibilities for you. and. Mm -hmm. you know like you said like if you put in the work you can become a better person have your yep. business and be successful so uh, yep. thank you so much Vivi thank you this was huge you make it feel like smooth and like a regular Ooh. conversation so thank you so much oh that's so awesome to hear <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank, well, I mean, I, I want to say a million times thank you because, you know, like a lot of people like, you know, get scared and it's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. But I honestly have so much fun doing this and I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. So me thank, too. You. thank you. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.